Good morning. Welcome to our daily podcast. We took a day off yesterday, so if you missed us, uh, but we're glad you're here today. We're still talking about finding your life vision. And today I want to talk about one of the factors that helps you to discover your vision. That is what I call the power factor. In other words, when God calls us to do something, or he puts something in our hearts. What he does is he gives us things that we need that are deposited in us so that we can fulfill what he's called us to do, you know. You know, when you're in religious circles, you always hear about the things that we need to do to come to God. You know, it's kind of like a work-based thing. And we are created to do works for God, but we don't know God because of our works, we get to work because we do know him. And in religious circles, people try to do something to get close to God. And it's not a bad thing, but it's when when I when we walk in relationship with God, it's just the opposite, okay? Not only does God put something in us, but the good news is our God, because he's alive gives us the power to be able to do what he calls us to do. (laughs) Isn't that an awesome God? See, God doesn't require something unless he supplies something. Oh, get it. Do you get that? That's why when God begins to deal with you about doing something, he's given you in that word that he speaks to you, the inerrant ability to be able to do what he calls you to do. That's why uh, if you're always frustrated because you fall into sin, you really don't realize is that God gives you the power to overcome sin. You know, the big debate about all the grace teaching that's out there. And people say, well, you preach grace, so you just give everybody a license to sin. Well, no. Grace is the power of God, so you don't sin. And when it comes to your life vision, one of the greatest indicators of finding what God has called you to do is if you're a believer, you know, you know Jesus, Jesus has come in, especially if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you really identified how God has gifted you or wired you? Because we're all wired differently. We have different gifts. We have different abilities. It'd be a a boring world if we were all the same. And uh, we all know Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It it reads, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. Those three areas that were described there are areas that we can be called to us, what I would call our sphere of influence or our field. We've talked about in the past is that when God calls you, he calls you to a specific field. You need to identify that. That's one of the factors that will really help you not to waste your time doing something you're not called to do, which is easy to do. We can be guilted into it, shamed into it. But when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, we receive all kinds of gifts, not just the ability to speak in tongues, even though that's part of being filled with the Spirit. We have a prayer language, but but there's much more to being filled with the Spirit than that, and that 
is God is supplying what you need. So when you're trying to discover your life vision, you need to know how you're gifted. Of course, spiritual gifts, I have them uh, categorized in three areas, and that's the manifestation gifts, the motivational gifts, what we call the ministry gifts. Uh, not everybody's going to be fivefold, just a small amount of people. You might be a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher, a prophet, an apostle. Some of those giftings, too, are developed over periods of time. I can remember when I first started in ministry, I was very, very much pastoral. And then I started to develop in the area of evangelism. And, and I do a lot. Most people think I'm an evangelist. And I've done a lot of training, equipping other people how to do evangelism, really all over the United States. And then I started flowing more in the prophetic. And obviously, I've learned how to teach because I do a lot of teaching. And then after a period of time, the Lord's using me in, in, in a lot of apostolic areas. Not only in trailblazing, I'm a trailblazer, but in helping other people to discover where they are in the relationship to the Lord. Kind of like consulting people to help them find what their life's about. That's kind of what I do now. But if you're pretty clear on your giftings, it really helps you to fine-tune what you should do. Obviously, if you want to be a teacher, but you don't have the gift of teaching, you're going to have to work on getting that ability. Sometimes God can call you, and you feel totally inadequate, and God will begin to develop areas. Okay, so, so we have the power of God, which can be motivated in spiritual gifts. There's also natural abilities that we have that we develop, you know, just because we've worked at it. Maybe you've had a job where you've learned certain skills. And uh, it's just important to realize, too, that uh, even if you don't have the abilities, even if you are intimidated with what God's called you to do, sometimes God calls us to do things that we're not going to be able to do in our own power. Think in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, when you look to yourself, you can be disappointed. When you feel weak, you need to realize that's when God's strength is strongest. Don't let the enemy intimidate you that you're not going to be able to do what he's called you to do. Because most of us, we really many times can feel inadequate, especially in our own strength. And actually, that's a good thing. You know, when you preach, if you've ever been a preacher, or you do a presentation. You get up there and, you know, you stumble around, you say words wrong or or I have phrases I say that I probably need to not say. You know, we analyze it and we feel kind of like weak. But then someone comes up to you and says, oh, God really used you to speak to me. So we feel intimidated. We feel weak. We feel like, man, I really failed. But see, God doesn't rely on our strength. He relies on his power. And he uses our weakness to really magnify his strength. So if you always feel adequate, 
in a negative way. It's, it's not always healthy. But we need to realize our new identity says we can do all things through Christ. But we can't do anything without him. I love what he says in John 15. Without me, you can do nothing. That doesn't mean you can't do something. What it means is you can't do anything of God's substance without him. Anything that really has eternal value. Anything that has uh, godly value. We need to realize it. And the, one of the main reasons he's given us his power, okay, is not just for your ministry, but the main reason he gives you power. Listen to this, okay. For all you spirit-filled Christians out there, I be one of them. We always get so caught up in the gift flowing out of us to prove that we're spirit-filled. But look up at me, and I'd say this, you can't look up at me. God gives us his power. Listen now, listen close. So that we can be like him. You know, I've, I've been in charismatic, Pentecostal, evangelical, sacramental, service-oriented churches. That's kind of the four areas of churches. And they all have their strengths. And one of the things I've found in spirit-filled churches is that we forget this is that we're so excited because we can pray in the Spirit. We're so excited because we can operate in supernatural things. But listen to me. When God gives you power, the main reason he gives you power is so that you can be like him. I just read you Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be, whoo, not do, be. Be what? It says we're going to be a witness. That word witness is the root word that we get from martyr. And it means to be able to lay your life down. You don't lay your life down for vanity reasons. You lay your life down for Jesus. You lay down your desires. And you submit to the rulership of the king because you want to. He's not a tyrant. He wants you to choose to walk with him. So really, power is all about us being like Jesus. Then we get to do. That's why people ask me, well, what's the key to me finding God's purpose for my life? I tell you, if you've got a weak relationship with the Lord, you're really going to have a hard time finding your vision, your purpose. Because we get to be in relationship with him before we do any things for him. I hope you get that. You know, the simple things in life are precious. And the simplest thing in our walk with the Lord is our relationship with him. And if you will absolutely keep your eyes on Jesus and draw near to him and draw near to his presence... And you're going to find there's a flow out of your life. His very life will flow out of you. It's just incredible when we're weak and he is strong, he begins to just move. And he begins to just really use us. So if you're looking for your purpose, draw near to him, you know, be with him. And then you'll begin to discover some things that you need 
that you've received already that you will need for your ministry? You know, what kind of giftings has he given you? If you're fivefold, what fivefold area are you in? I personally believe that apostolic ministry is developed over a period of time. Uh, I, I'm sure there can be some apostles right out of the gate, but but it seems to be something that's developed over a period of time. Because if you're apostolic, you you actually you probably function in all the other areas, and in order to function in those, you need to have experience in them. You know, if you're going to coach pastors, you need to have been a pastor. You know, if you you are going to flow in the prophetic, you need to have been around people that flow in the prophetic. And you see, those that fivefold ministries are equipping ministries. They're not doing ministries as much, even though you can't ever ask someone to do what you don't know how to do. In other words. If you want to teach people how to evangelize, but you've never done it, you're not going to be a very good teacher. It's just part of, you know, we need to learn to do what we teach people to do. And then they can, that's why Paul said, imitate me. So what have you been gifted? And the other thing with comes to power too is, you know, your natural abilities. You have things God's inherently put in you that weren't necessarily related to your spiritual things. You know, you might be a carpenter, you could be a mechanic, you could be a singer, you could be uh, someone that's a great mother. There's all kinds of giftings you get. So, And those things point to things that you're experiencing, okay? And another area when it comes to power, and this is always true for all of us, okay? When God calls us some, to some area or some place, there are always going to be times when we're going to need to acquire skills. Skills that we're going to need to develop, skills that we're going to need to practice. You know, there's a difference between having a skill and developing that skill. Let me give you an example, okay? You know, they say that you can go on a racetrack, a NASCAR racetrack, and the average person can drive their car pretty easily, they say about 140 miles an hour. But if you're a NASCAR driver, because you develop skills, that same person on the same track with the same car, if it has the potential, can easily get that speed up to 180. What's the difference? It's the skill that's been acquired over a period of time. And you're going to have that in your life because when God calls you, there's going to be areas you're going to be weak, so you're going to have to identify skills that you're going to need. That's why it's so important for us to learn different things that will help to benefit our ministry. But if you're looking to find your specific vision, I hope you've been working on this. You have abilities that God's given you. That's going to help you. So if you take a spiritual gift test, uh, I'll be out soon with what's called a vision assessment tool. You'll be able to get that on my website. There's going to be two parts to it, but it's just a it's not anything new so much. It's just a combination of things we've probably already taken. But it's going to help you to assess your vision. When you answer these seven questions and you develop an understanding of how God has gifted you and, and your background and your skills and your power, then you will be able to determine. That's going to be on the visionprinciple.com soon. You can get it and purchase it. It's going to be not very much money. But anyway, I hope today you're seeking the Lord for his purpose in your life based on your giftings.
we're going to close because we're out of time today. But the Lord be with you today. He's filled you with his power. First of all, so you can be like him. Then you'll be able to do things that he calls you to do. Father, bless your people today. Speak to us. Lord, show us how you've gifted us and how that factors in to what you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Amen.